0: Welcome back to the Keeping sure It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina and I'm Alyssa and we're back
1: bitches. Welcome to episode 2.1, the new edition of Keeping It Together. Wow, we're
0: revamping it all we're
1: revamping we're doing everything. It's good to be back. This is technically our second time back in the studio, but the first episode of season two,
0: baby. We're seasons now.
1: Seasons. Lots of changes have been happening. We're really excited about them, but we're more excited to be back with you all and back in your ears here to tell you about life and all the shit that happens in it. A lot of things have happened over the last couple of
0: months. Yeah. I. Wow.
1: We stopped right after the live show in July, coming off some... Good stuff there. We had that episode with the My Best Friend, You're My Best Friend podcast. That was a ton of fun. That was our last one.
0: July seems like so long ago.
1: I know. Now, Technically, now it's November. By the time this comes out, it'll be December 4th, which is even crazier to think that we're back in winter.
0: We're about to almost be into a new year before we know it. Oh, 2020, new decade. Don't even get me started. I'm honestly ready for 2019 to be over. I don't know about you, but... I've had one hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. There's been so much going on.
1: I mean, I know a lot of people were asking us, number one, why we took a break. Might as well get that out of the way. And yeah. Get that elephant out the room. Let's get into it. Um, Yeah, a lot of you guys kind of asked like why we took the break, why we needed to do it. Um, We were stressed out. If you couldn't tell our burnout towards the end there, it was very, very,
0: very much needed to just take a a break and rest and rewind. So let, let, let's let get one thing straight. When we started this podcast, we had no clue how deep we were going to get with it. No. We were just kind of like, let's give this a shot. Right. Um, And I mean, we were going at it for so long that we kind of lost our direction, and especially on top of... Everything that had happened to us since the start of this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both have had our own stuff going on.
1: Definitely. <laughs> and I think it just kind of like took us by surprise. We're like, wow, we really enjoyed doing this, but we want to, and that's in and of itself, we want to keep enjoying it. Yeah. And and that was a really hard thing, I think, to realize, at least for myself too, because when you put so much time and effort into a project and then you realize that that project is really taking it out of you to the point where you're not enjoying it 100% anymore, mm-hmm. that's kind of that moment where you have to really take that step back and look at, should I really be doing this? If I do want to keep doing it, how do I make sure that that works for me? And And for us, that was actually taking time to have a break, really take a vacation from it and kind of figure out the new direction that we wanted to go about. And I think we were there. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff like in the works, like along with taking that much needed rest, we've definitely been working super hard to bring you guys some new and improved stuff, new content, new logo to come, new intro music to come, all of this stuff to make this show what we started. Um, The reason that we started, we want to make it back to how we started the show. Yeah. Back in twenty
0: eighteen. Yeah. Wow. So nicely. I know. Put. Man, I got so heated, I
1: like couldn't say my words. But we're back. That's what's important. We've missed you guys. We missed doing this. Um, and we're ready to kick it off. Uh today we wanted to we were wanting to talk about this in the in episode fifty nine, one point fifty nine. Super weird to say. If y'all don't figure it out, this is how we're denoting our seasons. Um, but this was a huge topic that, that had come about from a lot of different episodes with a lot of different guests uh, talking about issues that we have with other people. And that's miscommunications oh. all the time. We love that word. It is so hard now to to say that, like, I'm trying to, I can't even think of the words right now, but the way that you present something to one person may not be how they take it. And that happens all the time, especially with technology.
0: Technology has just... It has been both a great thing for communication and a terrible thing. It's tough be communication. Yeah,
1: and it's like we... The whole theme of like us being mis... Like we're we're disconnected in a connected world and we're still not understanding things the way that they come off of somebody. I don't know how many times I've had to tell someone, I'm sorry for saying one thing and them taking it a, a totally different way you know what i mean mm-hmm. that always happens it's like always. why is it we can contact someone in an instance but we're so bad at it like half the time when we try and talk to someone especially now over are texting sometimes you just get
0: really bad at like responding i do that thing sometimes where i read the message and i respond to it mentally but yeah. i don't actually do it physically but then if you don't um. respond right away you're like me and freak out and you think something's wrong Yes, yes. There, There's both ends of the spectrum of it, you know? I... That's a miscommunication right there.
1: It's so hard. Texting is like the worst with this because not only can response times be like a trigger, the other thing that's a trigger is the tone of the text message. because
0: uh, you can never tell the tone.
1: No. Um, Do you know how many times I would get in a fight with someone? This sounds really bad, like I'm a fighter. That I would fight with someone over texting because of their tone? Yes. That happens... All
0: the time, and you know I don't understand I really, why. You know what I really hate mm. when people have their red receipts on for text mm. messages. Because then also, I hate too. That shit. If I see that you read my message and you don't respond to it right away, I get real nervous. Oh When yeah. in reality, sometimes like the person might not have a response right then and there, or like they're just not ready to respond, or they're like in the process of doing it. Right. Exactly. And it's
1: the worst. Sometimes it's petty when you have the red receipts on because it's like I, I left you on red. That's like a whole catchphrase. I, I left you on unread. I can't do it.
0: Freaking texting, man.
1: It's the worst. It is. Like, I hate it. That's why I
0: call people half the time when I want to talk to them. Oh, see, no, 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 no. If you call me, I'm going to look at your call and then text you and say, hey, why'd you call? Well, see,
1: I hate when people <laughs> do that. I'm like, I'm calling you for a reason. I'll even leave a message. I'm one of those people that leaves voicemails. That's not a thing people do anymore either. Do you ever leave a voicemail?
0: I do. When? Tell me when. Tell me when. I believe when did I call you? I called you recently and I left a voicemail.
1: That was probably like one out of five times total. Hundred right, you percent. You
0: don't have to throw me underneath the bus like this. Wow. Wow. But my my point being,
1: like, it's just not a common thing people do anymore. And just all of these different ways of being able to connect to somebody. You would think our messages would come across clearer more than ever, but they don't. Emails
0: are another good example. Oh, emails. I also do that thing with emails where, like, I see I got an email and I, like, kind of can tell what it says, but I won't open it yet because mm-hmm. I'm not ready to respond oh my to God. it yet. I mean, I do that with text messages too.
1: Oh, man. I see 90% of my job is emailing. And actually, no, I would say 70% of my job is emailing. And being on top of emails, like, because there's information that I need to do the other 30% of my job. If I were to ignore some of my emails, oh my God, that would be a complete nightmare. Complete nightmare.
0: Well, yeah, your job's different than my job.
1: Well, the, I mean, mo- a lot of other people who don't work in the fitness industry have to that work-
0: true. Have to work by email. It's a
1: whole thing. So for me, with, with emails, you you want to be professional- but you don't want to be, like, too cold. So sometimes you have to throw in, like, an exclamation point or two. And that's,
0: like, dangerous. Oh, yeah. that. I mean, I get stressed out when I do have to write an email. I'm I know. Just saying, just saying. At
1: this point, I'm just like, I don't really care. It's just, you know, it is what it is. This is the information that I'm passing along.
0: See, I find it crazy. All
1: right. Both
0: email and texting and stuff like that. Like, we... I get anxious to respond. Yeah. Isn't that amazing in a world where like you can just easily contact somebody you're just too afraid to?
1: Did you know that there's science behind it that like when we get that little text tone or that ding that somebody has messaged us or something, it actual, it triggers It triggers something in our bodies. It triggers like our, um, our sense of attention. Like it, it will make us... <sighs> I'm really struggling with this word. You are struggling right now. I can't think of it for the life of me with the actual like scientific is term an is. an adrenaline
0: rush when we get it? No,
1: it's not a, an adrenaline rush. Regardless, it triggers something in our bodies for us to like stop what we're doing and like point our attention that way. Huh. There's a whole episode about it in um this docu-series on Netflix called Explained and talking about like how technology has become like this whole ruler of our lives and that we truly can't live without it. Like, how crazy is the idea to think of like living without your phone? We were talking about this with a roommate last night where you can't really get away from social media or technology.
0: That is either true. one of them. That you is can't because our society is so embedded into technology and social media and being able to contact people like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it all started as a way to connect others, but now we're still hiding behind some form of a screen. And that even when you're around some friends, you can't even, like,
0: hang out with them naturally. You have to, like, have a screen in front of you. That is true because how many times have we been out at a restaurant or out at a bar or out, like, or just even at somebody's apartment? And, Mm -hmm. like, it's just a group of people on their phones. Part of me is,
1: like, we're so disconnected from society and a lot of other people. We're bound to have more miscommunications that way because we're not actually communicating with each other. We're literally putting up these barriers between us for almost no reason or or the fact that we think that they're necessary. Mm -hmm. I like I've personally been trying to do a purge of technology over the last couple weeks and like really put my phone down and like not be around it as much. But it sucks because everybody else is around it and they're all into it and doing it. And part of me is like, y'all are still going to be on your phone when I'm just trying to be here in a moment. (laughs) You know, but it's true. Like, yeah. I really it, – it helps a lot because it makes you take a step back and look at what's important, right? Like, I could be on Instagram or Twitter all day and try and find something to talk about. And I probably could, like, some pop culture news or something going on in the world. Um, but it's like this – there's a f- false sense of, like, happiness with it. Like, feeling like you're so connected to what's going on in the world but not really connected.
0: Yeah. I we've We've kind of touched on something like this before, how, like – we feel like we know celebrities and like social media yes. icons yes. because they're constantly posting about their lives, but we really don't.
1: We only know what they put out there. Like, and then uh, what gets revealed when they don't want it to get revealed. What,
0: what episode was it where we described social media as like windows into a house? Oh, yes. That's when we see... had the thank me later girls on. Yeah, but you can't see. The other parts of the house. You can just see through the windows.
1: Mm-hmm. You can only see through the one window you're looking out of. And then if you change rooms, you're changing perspectives and you're changing the lens of what you're seeing someone mm-hmm. with. Wow, that's deep.
0: And that's true because when you think about that's your really own deep, life that you put on social media, like I know that I will put on a little bit of a facade. The on stress social media.
1: behind figuring out what to post.
0: Yes. Why yes. is
1: there so much stress in it? I just recently don't give a fuck anymore, but I remember like trying to strategically think about the time of day I would post. Yeah.
0: Right. And social f- media is like a job. I mean, there's people who literally their job is to run a social media. There are account. these influencers. We've talked about this before. People used to say
1: influencers aren't real. Like there's not a lot of work behind it, but there is just a, a totally different style of work behind it. You could not catch me posting like that all day, every day.
0: That's Hell no. a lot. Hell That's no. a
1: lot. Like,
0: also, too, when people are posting like this all the time, they just – they become so obsessed with it. You get so – you make it feel like you are – you're dependent on it, almost like it's a drug. You're dependent on the posting, and then you forget – To actually enjoy what you're posting. Well, it's crazy because people will say they took a social media cleanse. Why are we cleansing
1: from it to begin with? Why did we create something that we feel like we have to take a cleanse from? Like people will... I remember when I was in high school, um, I went to a Catholic high school. So everybody participated in Lent. And so many people for Lent would give up social media. And they would like make a status about it like nice knowing you all for the last, like, 40 days or, or whatever. Like, see you in 40 days from now. And then they would come on Facebook again and post, like, wow, can't believe I made my Lenten cleanse of not being on social media. And I felt that was so false. I really hated that. It really bothered me deep down to
0: my core when people would do that. I mean, social media and, like, the internet and texting and all that stuff, it's low-key addictive. It's so addictive. Um, I believe there – I believe I heard this once – that there was a study done on getting notifications for like anything. Like you get a text, you get a light. This is
1: what I was just talking about. Yes, oh yes, my god. But
0: serotonin gets released.
1: That's the one. Oh, that's I was what you were trying for. to talk about. That's oh. what I was looking for. Serotonin. Oh my God. It was a difficult journey, but we got there. You
0: said attention. What the hell? You know, I just don't know why I thought that was the word. I mean. But I really, uh, really thought that was the word. They rhyme. Attention. Serotonin. It does (laughs) does
1: not rhyme. (laughs) That was solid. And we're video recording all of this. So I look super red right now because I get really red when I get embarrassed. Mm. Everything is fine. Everything is just fine. (laughs) I mean, but back on it, like a lot of people are now trying to change from this. People are realizing and we, we cognitively recognize that social media is bad for us and that there are really bad aspects to texting and anything over a digital device. The The question behind it is like, how do we change? Because we actually can't now. We've forced ourselves to live with this forever. We can't just take it away because yeah. if you just take it away and you quit cold turkey from it, it's just going to be worse. Because eventually, you're just going to go right back
0: to it, and it's going to be worse than what it was before. I could see that. Yeah, because I deleted the Facebook app over the summer, and then I redownloaded it at the end of the summer. See? Why is that? So, but I don't have the notifications turned on. But damn, mm. people just share some good memes on Facebook, and I don't know. I... See the thing is like why do we find that so interesting now to like find
1: memes or like find gifts or funny videos? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such like it's it's interesting to like look back at how we were when we were kids and how we would try and hang out and do something fun together versus like now. Because now the screens are just like they're smaller. Cuz before when you were a kid, you used to go on the internet with your friends and like go on YouTube in like the early days. Oh my god, early days. And YouTube. find like early day YouTube
0: videos. Oh, my gosh. I, the, a video that comes to mind right now mm. are like those llamas. Coral. <gasps> that kills oh my people. Oh, uh, uh, early YouTube. Oh, God. What a time. What a time. What
1: was the video about the horse named Charlie in Candy Mountain?
0: Do you remember that one? Yes. Uh, what's the name of it? I think it's Charlie Goes to Candy Mountain. I don't think it's that. I know it's not that. I
1: I definitely don't think it's (sighs) that. Oh, I wish I could look it up right now. That shit's going to bother me. That's – oh, my God. That's such an old video. But, I mean, back to kind of the whole point of this is, like, there are – what's even worse now is that there were kids who were actually raised on this. Like, my brother, for example, he's six years younger than me. He was a kid that literally was born with technology. They were born in the year when cell phones were already created they were already a thing personal music devices were created laptops like everything charlie the unicorn goes to candy mountain thank you to our fabulous engineer wow wow
0: what did i say charlie goes to candy charlie mountain i was real close. i
1: thought he was a horse he needs a unicorn
0: that's good wow that's old school youtube <laughs> No, but yeah, this this generation after us, they were raised on technology. Like now, um, eight-year-olds have cell phones, and that's how their parents get a hold of them. Like, I don't know how my grandparents did it, not knowing where the hell their kid was. Man, that's a lot like, of
1: trust. Kids would just that's come home when the streetlights street came on.
0: Now you can know your kid's exact location.
1: It, I, and that's even at all crazier. Times. My parents do that with my brother. They have the Life 360 app. They tried
0: to get me to do that, and I was like, that's a hard no. I'm on that with my parents. So it's, it's
1: bizarre. Fun. And you get notifications when kids come home. Like, my mom will get a notification when my brother is back at his dorm room. Yep. So that way she knows he's at his dorm room. Yep. My mom has the same thing. I to find them. that so bizarre. It is very, very strange. Well, Apple has Find My Friends. Yeah. We do Find My Friends with each other, we do that. But for some things, it's necessary so we can, like, figure out where we're at in the city. Mm -hmm. You know? God forbid one of us texts us and we're like, help, or something like that. (laughs) I don't know if you'd say it like that. But, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If, like, we needed something, we could find where each other is. So the purposes of that, it makes sense. But it's just bizarre to me that now we have ingrained it in so much into our lives like this, where we're tracking people's location, is insane like
0: our phones are a detachment of us pretty much yeah people
1: literally say they feel they don't feel like themselves when they don't have their phone on them they feel naked without it like That's
0: people the people have their lives on their phones their photos um your their music, music your
1: contacts, contacts
0: emails. like emails some people have work directly right on their phone like that's insane to me. Like I I do my work on my phone. Like that's how I carry around, right? client plans and stuff like that. Is it's just my phone. It's kind of like how did we get to this point where we don't know
1: how to be without it? Like where where do you think that point actually happened?
0: Honestly, I don't know. When I I mean get the iPhone. The iPhone was a really big
1: Thing. The iPhone was
0: a cultural game
1: changer. Like, there were other versions of smartphones out there, but, like, people always try and say, Androids did it first, and, and they did do it first, right? They they were the first ones to come out, but they didn't come out with something that was, like, marketable,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: was marketed as a distraction, right? Right. Like before then phones were just seen as this functional device that you would use to call like with flip phones for example flip Yeah, cuz back
0: back in the day you you would have your flip phone and you would have your little iPod shuffle mm-hmm. and you would have to carry both around Yep. And then Apple was like let's do the iPhone. It it looks like Make it's it all an
1: iPod.
0: It looks like it's an iPod touch but you can call people on it. And remember 18T was the only Phone company yes. that had it at first. So then like everybody got AT&T. Everybody got AT&T. Oh my
1: God. What a time. What a time. What a time. But I think a lot of it started when the option to share music with others happened. Because for a while you could make international calls. You could go on websites and chat people online. There was email and stuff like that. But when it really became like... I think, a fun- like an actual functionality in our lives. Like there were multiple points, but the one that sticks out to me is when you could download music to your phone.
0: Yeah. So I mean like because iTunes there were, and stuff like that where you could buy the music and Not even right iTunes, there.
1: but like you could down, like you could hook up your phone to your computer Um, and iTunes was around with like your iPods and stuff like that, but then you could actually download that to your phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a ringtone or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you used to have, like, phones that, like, weren't a smartphone, really. Like, I used mm-hmm. to have this one, like, flip phone that would flip up, and then you, if you would close it, it would also flip to the side and it had a full keyboard with it.
0: Oh, you had one of those phones. Yeah,
1: those things were cool. The screens went two different ways. I was obsessed with that phone. It was, like, my favorite phone growing up. Not one of those, like, slider phones or, like, a sidekick type thing. I couldn't do those.
0: I think I know what you're talking about. hmm Yeah.
1: Those were an interesting one. But But I think once we actually started sharing different aspects of our lives with other people... That was the moments – those were the moments that were not about necessity and they were
0: just about want. Like what do you mean? Like MySpace and like –
1: Around that area, yeah, where you could like text a photo to somebody. You could share some music with somebody. Like it wasn't – you weren't just using your phone to call them, to text them, whatever. You were doing something else.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's not a necessity. So why are you doing it? You're doing it because you can.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: <laughs> we're going on a journey here, man.
0: I'm um, I'm agreeing with you because now now I'm thinking of that point, right? Where, but it
1: makes sense.
0: Yeah, when yeah, okay.
1: Like I'm people thinking... would just talk to each other because they were bored. Like when we were in middle school and we would text each other in class or like text each other from home, and you had so many minutes, so you wanted to like use them wisely.
0: That's right. Back when we had minutes before, mm-hmm. it was oh
1: my god when you had to pay per text. Paper text. Oh, my God. I had one of those. like. Or no,
0: it was like pay per letter on the text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I used to
1: have a track phone. So you would have to like buy the different cards like a CVS or Walgreens. And it was the phone that came in like a little um, like plastic cardboard thing that you'd have to peel off. It was a thing like right when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. I never had one of those. But I only got one because I was going to the rink so early in the morning so I could call my mom to tell her when I was getting off the rink and getting ready for school. Uh, so she would um, pick me up afterwards or something and drive me to, to school because my coach used to pick
0: me up. Okay, yeah. So back back when phones were just like a necessity to contact people. Right. I'm thinking that shift was like, I want to say maybe like 2007.
1: The razor phone was a game changer.
0: The, like the razor
1: flip phone yeah. like I didn't if you have think about it i didn't have one either but like the concept of having a phone that was cool and hip and sleek and had a camera phone and everything like that oh man camera phones camera phones were i mean they're still a thing now but like if, in an old school camera phone with like a flip phone that was a game changer that really like shook the phone game completely do you remember buying ringtones for those damn things oh my god yes and you had to have the perfect ringtone for every single person that called you
0: so that way you knew who was calling you Mm Hmm. mm Hmm. now my phone's on vibrate i don't even do ringtones anymore i just use a generic one if my sound is on now i don't give a fuck like i don't care it's not special to me but back then we thought we were so cool when we had our special ringtones oh
1: yeah do you remember that song uh louboutins by jennifer lopez no I had one of those as my ringtone. Um, Good. There was also this other song that I thought was super cool. Um, What is it called again? I just know the beginning of it goes like long heels, red bottoms. And it's like this guy rapping about having Louboutin shoes. And I thought it was such a cool rap song that I had it as my ringtone. I have no clue what
0: you're talking about. Man, I'm going (laughs) to
1: have to find that song for you and play for you because it was a fucking gem. It was such a gem, such a good one. But I would think very clearly about what ringtones I was going to have for my phone because I thought that was the cool thing.
0: It was the cool thing to do. It was. No, you're right. I'm just giving you crap. I know. Now (laughs) I'm going on like a complete tangent. You're going on a little tangent and it's, it's okay. But you know what? We're here. It's all
1: about the same shit, just a different day. Trina, Long Heels, Red Bottoms. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was going to th- sit here and think about that forever. For Oh, my God. That was such a banger. <laughs> that was such a banger. And I thought I was such a badass dancing to it when I was in, like, the seventh or eighth grade, like, whenever I had that as my ringtone. I thought it was so cool. And that was, like, right before MySpace ended. So, like, I thought about putting it as my MySpace song. And then, like, Facebook became a thing. And so I was MySpace like, songs.
0: Ah. Oh, my God. So now, now we're at this point with our lives that technology—it's not—it's not going anywhere.
1: No, it's not, and so that's, that's
0: the whole point of this whole tangent. So then, how would you say how how can we go about at least setting our boundaries with it? If if we can't really change it, what about setting boundaries? I definitely think there has to be boundaries put in place. I mean,
1: I know for myself, like during the work week, I won't check my emails on my phone after i walk through the door that's smart you know at that point like anything i'm going to do i could do at the office um so that's like a small boundary that i set for myself or like right before i go to bed now i make sure to put my phone on my bookcase which is like across the room from me Mm -hmm. so that way my phone's not next to me when i wake up because i'm really trying in the mornings to not let going on my phone be the first thing i do yeah and like check social media to see what happened like the night before like the six hours i slept you know Mm -hmm. that's just pointless so I wait until I'm like walking out the door and like on my way to the train. Yeah. It's really just like kind of giving yourself um, like setting a schedule for yourself with it, mm-hmm. I think. And then once you establish that schedule to not break from it, because what else are you going to do? We can't we have to use our phones for so many other things like I'll have to use it for work to call different clients and and people that I work with. Um, if anything happens during the day that I need to tell somebody I'm going to use it. So I'm going to use it when it makes sense for me to use it, but if I'm just like sitting around at home, that's when I know I probably shouldn't use it and be on the apps, but that's just my two cents. I mean, how would you set boundaries?
0: Well, one, I wouldn't share certain things on social media. I feel like we're at a point right now where people are sharing too much. Yeah. Like I have some people on my Facebook that are using Facebook (laughs) as like Twitter Oh, love and they're posting that. like updates love it's that shit just, but there there's certain things that you shouldn't share on uh facebook on twitter on they're, any of them they're, they're just certain things that you should keep private
1: and, and then you know? you're exactly and like when you're doing that you're really putting everything out there which is great and you should be putting yourself out there and expressing yourself for who you are but it's also like Sometimes what you're putting out there can be misconstrued and it can be miscommunicated by someone else. And it's tough because you're usually just really genuine in thinking that putting this out there is okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then there's always going to be somebody else out there who's going to say like, oh, this is wrong. This is not right. You know? Yeah. Wait, this recently happened to us. What? on on Twitter when you posted that tweet. Oh, okay. Yep. We haven't even done... We, wow, we completely forgot to do our brand new segment for the show, and I was completely thinking about this, but we'll do it towards the end of What's Your Struggle? But
0: that was a definite struggle. That was a struggle. I mean... So, for, for those of you
1: who don't know what happened, while we were on break, Sabrina posted a tweet on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, people would know what a tweet is. I don't have to say a tweet oh my on our God. Twitter. So,
0: so I, I tweeted this tweet that said... Um, Say what we did, like, five more times. I forget exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of, so you're going to take away my reproductive rights, but you're not going to do anything that'll help future generations like solve g- global warming or put more money into the school system. And it was just kind of like a snarky thing because... And you were like, okay, that makes sense. Like, like it, it just makes sense. And please note that I just said reproductive rights. So that means... All parts of reproductive rights, even women's health, like literally just being able to afford birth control. Yeah. Just my two cents. Right. Um, But of course, you know, I went and I shared it on my own personal Instagram story. And it was just
1: like a little screenshot of the tweet, like nothing. Like nothing, nothing else. Nothing too bad.
0: And somebody who I don't even know. I don't know why they follow me. I don't know what the hell it is. Well, if
1: your Instagram's on public. And it's not such a private then anybody can see stories.
0: I mean this. I person, think this dude was a random dude. No, I think he follows me. But I don't Damn. I, don't, mm, I know. And I can't even check to see exactly who he is because his profile's on private, but damn. Man. Um but he just went into my Instagram <laughs> DMs. I never responded because I was like, wow. And he just goes to start off to say that, one, global warming is not real. And I was like, what? He was, yeah, he tried to say that there was no such thing as global warming. And they're like, look at this year's weather so far being the coldest. And you have responsibility for the mistakes that you made. And I was like, okay, this is going down. This on, is a this- lot. And then
1: there was another guy who responded to our tweet um, and was just going off about how we were these privileged white girls and, like, How are we? How
0: millennials will complain about anything. And I'm just sitting here, you know, on Instagram, this dude is attacking me, basically saying that I'm going to go to hell if I support abortion. I'm like,
1: we were like, that's first of all, literally we did not, not say, what I'm saying at
0: all. I support women having a choice, but that's let's just support women
1: having like free I'm, access to health care. Like, come on, like I'm just supporting
0: a woman to have a woman, a woman, a woman, a woman to just have her rights. Like,
1: well, you want you want to have a society where people want to have babies. Why don't you offer the healthcare that comes with it? And I exactly, think people just don't want to accept that there's more money they need to put into that because we do live in a day and age where people are taking care of their health Mm -hmm. more
0: than they ever did before. But with that comes a cost. I mean, if you really think about it, the Government trying to take control of women's reproductive rights is just the Government trying to take control of women. But
1: that's just my two cents. I like how this started as an episode about miscommunications with technology, and we've gotten into women's reproductive <laughs> rights. Um, that's where all of this comes down to. Just give us our reproductive rights, but and there'll be no miscommunications ever in the world.
0: but and then, you know, I have this person on Twitter where the, you know, they're like, "Why you guys are just going to complain about everything?" And I responded, like, "Oh, you must be a Caucasian male." Because literally the only people in this country who don't really have much to complain about are white men. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. like they have just gotten away with everything. They haven't really been oppressed. No, no. And it's, so, and it's tough because you everybody's supposed to
1: have, you know, freedom of speech. And I'm all for that. But when it comes to a point where you're just seeking out to put someone down, mm-hmm. that's not okay. You shouldn't be going out of your way to take out somebody's beliefs. Exactly. It doesn't matter what those beliefs are. You should never go out of your way to just completely take them out without saying, like, at at least that you respect them. Yes. You may not agree with somebody ever, but you can respect them. And that was just disrespectful because we were just putting out our message, Mm -hmm. not trying to say anything super wrong.
0: Listen, and this guy I, just
1: came out of nowhere.
0: I knew I was going to ruffle some feathers Um, for what I said. I I had a feeling I was going to. Like, it was funny. But it was
1: a sarcastic tweet, you know? I just
0: found it really funny that the people who were attacking me, they just, like, they missed the whole point of the tweet. Right. Like, yes, I understand. I, I understand the immorality behind abortion and all that kind of stuff, but I literally said nothing about it not like they just went right there and there's like Um, a
1: blanket statement of like what women's reproductive rights are
0: and I get it overall there things might be quote okay right now for the most part but not everything is okay there's still things that need to be fixed there's still things that need to be changed for future generations so
1: but look in and of that of itself that was a complete miscommunication somebody just took what we said out of context Mm -hmm. and there is a prime example of this happening when that wasn't our intention at all was to just ruffle feathers like that. But mess with the bull. You get the horns. Oh, don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. Okay. <laughs> don't fuck all with right. us at all. Man. Well, we completely, I realized, missed our new segment that we were, we've were we been working on for this season. Um, normally, we do it at the beginning of the show. But I, I think it's we have to do it now because of what's gone on today. Trying to get to the studio. Um. So without further ado, we have a brand new segment for you guys. It
0: is called "What's Your Struggle." I think we have a shared struggle today.
1: Today's a shared struggle. But before we get into the shared struggle, "What's Your Struggle" is our version of higher lows, um, for the day. But it's mainly about the low because sometimes you just really got to get out what went wrong and you really got to talk about it and talking about the good stuff is good too but we can't forget to talk about the bad stuff so sabrina what's your struggle there'll be a voiceover at some point for that
0: oh my god well my struggle was trying to get here today well so as we're recording this um the new york city marathon is going on granted this we were recording this before december 4th yes um and so we live up in We, man, tell everybody where we live,
1: Sabrina. (laughs) Tell everybody where we live. I'm gonna bleep that out so hard. Hello. If you're listening to this part of the show,
0: it means one of us missed out.
1: Somebody said something they really shouldn't have said. It could have been our guest. It could have been us.
0: But it just happened.
1: And you know what? Shit happens and we move on from it and we learn from it and that is why we have pre-recorded messages to bleep out anything that we don't want to
0: say on this show because we know that we're gonna
1: mess up i mess up all the time on a regular basis i like to expect myself to mess up now because sometimes you just get so into a moment in a show mm-hmm. and you just like you just go full force and then you're like ooh, i shouldn't have said that <laughs> yeah well anyways back to our regular scheduled
0: programming we live up north. All right. <laughs> we live up north. I live in upstate New York. And we we live by where the marathon was going through. Is that is that too much information? That's not too much information. All right.
1: That's a, there's a lot of different places the marathon is going on.
0: And so when I was trying to get home today after work so that I could come home, get ready really quick, and then leave the apartment again. Yep. The marathon was going on. All right. And it took me forever to just get across she had to one run. street. She had to run through the marathon to get home. And then. Oh, my God. And then when Alyssa and I were leaving, the marathon even was more still happening. happening. There was even more people. We couldn't even take public transit. Like, we had to get a cab to go down. We had to, ask to bypass it. We had to ask a cop
1: how to get to the other side. And the only other options were 125th Street. Um or 59th Street. So we were somewhere in between those streets. We're not telling you which one. But <laughs> those were the only options. And it was just like, well, guess we're going to take a cab because we would still have had to walk a journey to get to a train that would even get us remotely close down here. It was a struggle. It was a damn struggle. And people, sh- there should be posters everywhere in the city before this goes on. There should be announcements that this is going on there should be street signage the supers of buildings should know to tell their residents like this is a lot it takes out so much of the city it's in brooklyn in queens in the bronx in manhattan
0: but no staten island because they suck wow <laughs> no one goes to staten damn island. <laughs> Vinny's from staten island does he still... Oh, yeah. He does still he live still there. He still lives there. So is Angelina. And that's saying something.
1: But anyways... Oh, my God. That took you a hot minute to register. Um, wow. That's, that is a shared struggle that's going on. I couldn't handle it today. It was just a whole damn mess. It was a whole mess. A whole mess. Um well, this segment was supposed to be in the beginning of the show. We <laughs> have a new segment that closes out the show. You can see this episode is going great.
0: I guess that would also be our struggle today. That is also well, another so we struggle. We forgot to say our struggle at the beginning.
1: Now we know. Now we know for 2.2. 2. Um, But the the other new segment that we have for you guys, <laughs> this is back to back. This is great. Um, We wanted to f- find a way to get back to our roots and put something into season two that reminded us of why we started the show. Um, And when we were thinking about this, we really just kind of went to our name. Our name is called keeping it together. The point of the show is to bring together people who are just trying to keep it together. Um, So this segment and the way that we're going to be closing out every show is how do you keep it together? How do you keep it together this week for those who are just trying to go into the next week? And we're going to just share our two cents about how we think it's best to keep it together with ourselves, with friends, when we bring guests on the show. It'll just be a way that we can try and piece together some of the craziness going on in life and how we can try to move forward. That was good. That was really good. You were staring
0: completely blank at me that whole time. Are you asking me to answer the question? Yeah, we have. Oh. Th- we still have to do it. Oh, my God. Clearly, you can't keep it together. Oh, clearly, I cannot keep it so together. So, Sabrina,
1: how do you keep it together?
0: Um, Well, I go to therapy. <laughs> I mean, that helps. It really does help me keep it together Um, because, man, I just tell my therapist literally everything, the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. and... It's helpful just to talk to a third unbiased party. I know I've talked about it on the show before, but I just think going to therapy is very helpful because when you're talking out loud about your thoughts and stuff like that, sometimes you just process things on your own. and The Mm -hmm. therapist is just kind of there to let you know that, hey, it's okay you're thinking like this, or they help change your perspective on your thinking. Well,
1: that's what it's about, right? It's changing our perspective and how we approach things. Because if we can find a way to approach things differently, then our mental health will make a significant increase from what it was before. Because that's really what it takes is how we're looking at the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And how you look at the situation is how you're going to react. So, yeah.
0: How do you keep it together, Alyssa? Wow, you even
1: asked me. Um, <laughs> It's tough because that's a lot of my answer as well is therapy. Therapy is great. Um, it's very therapeutic. Wow, no I way. know right? No way, um, but I think just surrounding yourself around good people and and those that bring you up to me, the most important thing um is to surround myself around others who are going to lift me up and not pull me down and If I have any inkling that someone's gonna pull me down, then I'm not gonna associate myself with them. It's just not not who I am and not the type of people I wanna be around at this point in my life because I'm old. And I'm trying to find different ways to pull myself up and to be a better human and be a decent human in this world. And by surrounding myself around a select few who are just good influences and just have a ton of positivity with them, then that's going to only help me grow and be able to move through life in these difficult things that have been happening. Wow. Shared perspectives, man, are good. They're really good. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end this episode. I think so too. I like it. I I like like it. it. I like it a lot. Well, guys, thank you for coming back to the shit show. That was 2.1. Um, we're really excited to be back with season two with you guys, so thanks again for listening to us. Once again, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode two point two.
0: Keeping it together. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under. Stop the.